Crazy. Disruptive. Explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Recapic Podcast. Our first guest ever on the Recapic Podcast. Uh, one of our better looking guests. He is good looking. Way better looking than we, you. Well, we he doesn't have a beard, far. though. Can you yeah. grow a beard? I can grow a beard. He can, he's, can do it. He's definitely as good looking as me if I if I didn't have a beard. Let's mm, put it that way. Okay. I'll buy. But um, he probably knows what you call the clap if you have it multiple times. <gasps> a multi-clapper? Mm-hmm. Clap on. Clap, clap off. off. Clap on. Clap off. The clapper. Anyways, my little brother, my baby brother, Ian Aww. Brown, one of the most successful business people I know. In the world. In in the world in or the universe. World. In the world at this table at this time. Probably. We haven't traveled that far. We don't right. know about the universe part yet, but world, mm-hmm. we're pretty sure we got that locked down. So. Pretty, um, yeah, okay. But it's exciting. First time to have a, a guest on to, to work our three mic, three camera angle yeah. option. It's really like a threesome. Uh, no. It's my first threesome, guys. <laughs> no. This is great. No. I love this. I always hoped that if I did get in a threesome that I would be able to videotape it from three different angles. So this. That is a bucket list thing. Wow. This Hold is starting off good. Just, I'm just thinking about that. Not your three-angle thing. Oh. Well, anyway. yeah, I think about it. We can watch it. <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah. It's awesome. Anyway, so this is episode four, right? Correct. How'd that? Wow. Time flies. Flying along. Episode four, it's the Wreak Havoc podcast. We're wreaking havoc across the world. It's a global exchange of brilliance about to happen. I think so. Yeah, and and where you can document it with three different angles. Mm -hmm. Thank you to iPhone. And I'm looking at your angle right now. It looks nice. My Pack Go. There it is. (laughs) Not sure if I like that name. Pack Go. Take it. On the go and pack it. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, good so what are we talking about today? Because we're not talking about threesomes. We're not talking about the clap. The clap, thankfully. Yeah. Not we're talking about, well, first off, what is the Reek? For those that are joining us that have never heard of the Reek Havoc po- podcast and they're like, if you're not what? one of the millions of yeah, followers that exactly. are already listening to the podcast yeah. and you're like, Let me fill you who in. are these clowns? What right. are they talking about? So the Wreak Havoc podcast is basically just a crazy, disruptive, fun uh, sales and marketing podcast talking about a lot about small business. Um, you know, obviously my my background, small business and sales. Your background is in in broadcasting, marketing, genius, creative. Oh yeah. Um, I genius. think uh, we we try to bring basically kind of a look at some of these things from maybe the side that people don't always talk about. So mm-hmm. uh, we definitely want to touch on different ways that things can get better and, and do things better. We tend to get a little sidetracked, which is fun. Which or could, could a lot be, sidetracked. Could be the wine and the whiskey. I don't know. Oh, wait. But Let's cheers. Cheers. You don't have wine. That's he's, right. he's whiskey. He's tough for right. Hey. Sounds good. Cheers. That did sound good. Yeah. I'm going to cheers my Sounds mic. fancy. <laughs> so anyways, we like to uh, basically get different outlooks on on what you know we think has been successful to us, things that haven't been successful to us. I think it's more fun to talk about the shit that isn't successful to us, to be honest. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So uh, getting into why my uh, good-looking, successful brother is here with Mm. us today as our number one guest is we... I came up with a kind of uh, idea to go with the... You know, people always say, you know, you're so lucky. Oh, you're so lucky. Did I say that Oh, you're so lucky. Like all whiny like that. Yeah. Oh, oh you're, you're lucky. So lucky. Oh, that guy's lucky. Oh, that person's lucky. And I, one of the quotes I always loved that is just real basic. Don't know. Can't give anybody credit. So probably somebody. Moses. Yeah, probably. Says the harder I work, the luckier I get. That's right? a Moses quote. That was Moses. Yeah. I think then I stumbled into a burning bush right. and look what happened. Yeah. So it, it, I think people, that, you know, they, they hear that and they're like, okay, that's it. I think the one thing that I, you know, I've always respected about my brother is he definitely will work harder than anybody else. Okay. That's what he does. So therefore I think people think, God, he's so lucky. Everything I've had, you know, even my, my friends and stuff that have known him his whole life will say, God, your brother just always, you know, he always comes out on top of stuff. You know, he tries something different he's always coming out on top. He's so lucky. You know, he just, God, he's just everything he steps in, you know, 
steps his shit, smells like roses, right? You do that? Uh, I, I have. Wow. <clears throat> I have. Yeah, so it's, you know, to me, I thought there, there's no one better than uh, than him to come on and kind of tell us about some of his things that he's done uh, where he's outworked luck, you know, and I think that he's, there's, and he knows, he knows the whole reason. There's one story in particular, and I'm oh, trying to determine oh, where oh. we want to roll it out, if we save it, if we bring he's it right out no in clue. the front. No, it's a great story, and it's basically something that I talk about to people in the business world all the time. I, I think, retell I the think story I all the time. The yeah. And then, and it basically comes down to getting into a new, a new <gasps> I have heard the you know, story. getting into it, in, into a new field mm-hmm. and dominating it right out the gate. And then sitting down and talking with people that have been doing it a long time that want to learn. Your What's tricks. your secret? But you know what they don't want to learn is that it's a lot of hard work. Oh. And so, mm. um, I think we just go right in. Tell that tell that story, Ian. Go right Once in upon it, a like, time in a galaxy far, far away. A, right, right. No, I mean, it just ba- boils down to everyone thinks it's a secret to be able to, you know, find success. And and you always have people that come up to you and ask you, oh, so so how did you get that client or how did that sale come about? And, and they listen for about the first five minutes at the most of the conversation. Get out of that microphone. Talk in that microphone like you love it. Sorry. Like you own it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Talk, talk and, uh, and so the whole, the whole, you know, deal is, is they'll sit there and listen to you and with, with the utmost attention until all of a sudden you start laying it out of exactly the process of what it takes to, to get that client or to be successful or to be able to consistently, you know, have deals uh, to, to close and, and. I had the the story that Trevor's talking about is I had a, a guy that had been in the business for a long time come in and he said, how the, you know, you've only been at the company for a year. How are you getting all these clients? Where are all these clients coming from? And, uh, so I said, yeah, absolutely. I start telling them, I start telling them, uh, where these clients are coming from and how it's happening. And, and he's, you know, sitting there listening to me with hundred percent attention. And I'm like, yeah, first you got to do this. And, then after that process is done, you need to go revisit that again and, and do this and this and this and start going down the steps. And as as I'm telling the story, you're seeing his eyes slowly glaze over. The glaze. Slowly, you know, he's losing interest real, real quick because everyone's coming to you thinking about, bye. Bye. See bye. you later. See ya. This is an open door policy here it at is. the Wreak Havoc podcast. It is. And your door just opened and your daughter just left. Yep. So we bid her farewell, safe travels. Sorry, we get distracted really. No, you're good. You're good. So his eyes glazed over. Eyes glazed over, and uh, he starts to lose interest real quick. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a story that everyone's experienced, right? Everyone's had it, whether it's in business or life or anything. Everyone wants to know the secret to be in the best shape of your life, to, to, you know, have the highest amount of sales, to whatever it is, be the best at sports or whatever. But they don't want to put in the work. They want the secret. They want the, the, you know, they want a, you to tell them. There's a silver bullet. There's yeah. got to be a silver there, bullet. There's got to be an easy way. There's got to be a quick, way. easy way. A, a tablet you can take, right? Right. Like there, a, there is? Like just to, just to take a pill and then you're successful. Yeah. And I mean, the, the premise of the whole story, and I'm a horrible ter- storyteller, but the whole the whole idea is you got to put in the fucking work or it isn't going to happen. <gasps> he beat you to it. Damn it. Oh. He is my brother. It's a brown thing. He is my brother. Oh, man. It's, it's real simple. No matter what we do in life, whether it's, again, fitness or, or, or relationships or business or anything, it's all about putting in the work. And if you're not willing to put in the work, then don't even start the process because all you're going to do is end up losing. And there's so many people out there that want to try and find shortcuts or, or, or find a way to get around it and still be successful. And even if they do, for some reason, get some sort of. It's, we had some parenting going on. Yeah. You good? Get him. You need, you need get this? him. He's, he's already got a messed up shoulder. You want me to break the other one? I'll take care of it. Undercover. It's under control now. Okay. Just making sure. I'm back. I'm back. Just making sure. I was listening to this great story. While you I know. I've heard it. Messing so around with yeah. your son. Trying to get him. Get him lined out on some stuff here. Is he going to be that time of night? It, it, well, yeah. It's night-night time. It is. Yeah. So put in the hard work. So let me, let me, uh, I'm going to poke some, I'm going to poke some holes. Do it. Work hard, not, or no, work smart, not hard. Mm, to a point. Okay. So define 
for you. And I think this is... Here's the problem with that concept. Right. Is everyone thinks when you say work smart, that there's a hack. There's a, there's a shortcut. Right. So it's a context. Because, because it's smart, then it means, oh, well, then tell me what that is. Right. Teach me so that, that I have that success. Well, I can teach you everything there is to fucking know about anything. Right. It doesn't mean shit. You can go to... Any type of conference. You're not going to put in the work, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, I I could teach you to be the absolute best football player in the world. If you don't have the talent and you're not going to put in the work, it doesn't mean shit. And it's the same thing in business. You can learn all the best ways to be able to to do whatever your goal is in in any type of industry. Mm Mm-hmm. But unless you put in the work and put in the action and start the process, none of it's going to happen. And that's why 99% of the people out there don't succeed or they find short-term success and it fails because they try to do some, you know, shortcut of the process and and it doesn't work that way. There's more to the context of working smart versus hard. Yeah. And And they're connected, right? You can't, you can't be stupid and go and try and do your job. Right. You gotta, you gotta obviously continue to grow what you're doing, learning your craft, doing all that stuff. But at the end of the day, and I was kind of poking the bear a little bit because I knew where you'd go with it. Right. If you're not going to do the work, you're not going to reach the level of success that you would reach if you were to do the work. And I I know that everyone has people in their lives or they've met people that have reached or obtained a a high level of success. And and you have this concept in your mind before you meet them that, they're going to blow you away with some sort of personality or intelligence. And then you meet that person and you're completely deflated. (laughs) So that whole concept of work, you know, smarter, not harder is not always the truth. That person probably just outworked everybody and that's why they became successful, but they're dumber and shit in real life. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of those. Uh, Absolutely. absolutely. Especially in construction industries and stuff like that to where it doesn't take a college degree, but you can become ultra successful and be, you know, be phenomenal at what you do. It doesn't take a, a textbook right. education, but it's just blood, sweat, and tears, and and it happens. Well, and from a radio standpoint, I mean, I spent a couple decades doing the radio thing. It was really interesting to see the difference between the guys that were no kidding talented versus the 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 people that were talented but also worked really really hard. Mm-hmm. So one of the most successful radio people that I worked with was Kate McGuire. Yeah. So she love, worked on Love Kate. Yeah. Worked at Mix 106 for a long time. I worked with her over at Magic 93.1, gosh, in the early 2000s. And then they stole her and Mike away. But nobody would outwork her. And she was always on and always 100%. And it was really interesting because there were managers that they didn't see what she was going to be. They saw her for what she was at that time. And there were managers that said stupid things to her. You're no such and such. And, you know, fast forward 10 years, and she was the dominant female talent, and I would say, honestly, radio talent, in the market. Oh, yeah. Probably the most recognizable by far. Well, then that's funny because, like, you want to talk about being able to tie them together and work ethic. You know, she trained at Ian's gym when he was doing that, like... So he's he's seen her work ethic from a gym oh, from a gym standpoint, right? She's so I not mean, like to sweat. Yeah, you know, and it's it's you know it goes into it's amazing how that carries over, right? And and uh, Ian and I talk about it all the time because it's you know when you talk about health and fitness and different things like that, a lot of times it ties in. A lot of the guys we you know idolize or look at you know or look up to as far as business people and successful people mm-hmm. have a great work ethic at the gym too. They get up in the morning early it's, it's and they get things done. It's, a, there's no, it's, not, it's not a coincidence that a lot of these things all happen the same way to different people mm-hmm. across the world as far as in different different places, right? They do. Everybody's got their little things they do different, right? But but it all comes down to that, how hard you're willing to work for it and what you're going to do. And, you know, know, yeah, know your strengths. I mean, I think one of the things in, that, you know, is in, impressed me about Ian, I've, I've known him now for... Uh, for, you know, 40 years for four. Yeah. Are you 40, 40, <laughs> 40 oh, years now, 40, 40, and a, 40 and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we met April 7th of 1978. Uh, yeah, we met, uh, very early in his life, true story. very early. Uh, he was pretty quiet back then. I was, <laughs> he, uh, he will, I mean, and he'll be the first to tell you like, I outworked every fucking baby in that place. <laughs> Dude, every one of them. He came Firing out of that, I vagina. cried harder it was than crazy. all of them. Yeah. It was, it was I'm amazing. Sure your mom is proud. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. He can't, he ran out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think <laughs> I that, cut my own umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah, I get out the this. way. I got shit to do. I think that 
like the one thing that you know he'll admit anyone else i mean he he is not the student type okay he he battled through school so i have and, a question I mean, about this mm-hmm. where you're going with this so not the student school thing this i mean this could go way sideways on this but here's the question for you you are in school you're in high school not your thing right mm. at what point did you figure out hey i'm good enough i'm smart enough i'm handsome enough i just have to put in the work there's that there's that shift when young guys specifically i'm, I'm talking from a dude standpoint sure. and i know women are, are the same i'm sure. not a there's not a separation there but yeah. but there's just like a switch where you're like hey I'm going to bust my ass on this and I'm going to, there's results out of it. Yeah. What was that moment where you, where you really figured that out? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I I think it came fairly young because I I knew from an early age, I didn't give a shit about school and, and I did barely enough to get by. And Mm -hmm. literally that was it. It was barely enough to get by and it never bothered me. And Mm -hmm. it was never a situation to where I knew that I, or thought at any point I wasn't going to be successful in life because of it or lack of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I just knew early on that, that I could get by with, with outworking everybody. Uh, and which is funny because I was never good at sports. I played sports, but was never good. Never started it. You know, I mean, I'm sure I started at some point like in basketball when I was in junior high, but I was never a star athlete. Trevor was way better and our adopted brother Jeff was a phenomenal athlete nothing like them so the work ethic has to you know for for me I'll outwork you if it's something that I am interested in doing I had had no interest in sports I did it because I I had because your dumb brother did it well no I had I had fun doing it but I wasn't I I never it was never something that I had a ton of interest in doing right but if it's something that I'm interested in doing whether it was from an early age I was you know I loved mechanics or cars or anything. And then it turned into business and making money and, and just all that stuff. That's where I'll excel because I can put all my focus and time into that. And it's, you know, then it's to me, that's the the ultimate game. Uh You know, some people get off on playing sports or doing their thing. For me, it's, it's business and and the whole process of business. So I'll shift this around a little bit. You have, you have a beautiful daughter. How old is she? She's 10. 10. Okay. So I have, uh, nine, 11, 13. Mm-hmm. So they're at this interesting phase. You're old. Yeah. So yeah, your kids are like way old. Yeah. So as you're, I started getting it on way before you guys did. Wow. That is very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Re- reference the beginning of the podcast. Exactly. Anyway, what's something that you tell your daughter? So you lead by example, right? right? She sees dad busting his butt, but she's 10. Right. right. What's the thing that you would say? To and, and this is for a 10-year-old, it's for a 20-year-old, it's for a 30-year-old, because it's the same nugget, right? Right. What do you say to your daughter when she sees you working late, when, when you're coming home late, when you're mm-hmm. just, just doing your thing, right? Right. What do you say? You know, she understands it, and, and it's funny that you bring this up, because just the other day, Trevor and I were texting back and forth, and I mentioned it to him because he had sent me something, but every morning I tell her, and you could ask her this, you know, if she was here right now, every morning I tell her, if you want to have what other people, you know, if, if you, if you do what other people won't, you'll have what other people can't get. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations to where she's already figured it out. It's, it's almost that repetition of telling her every single morning when I drive her to school, she gets it and mm-hmm. she puts it into other things in life, whether it's her playing basketball at a fifth grade level. I mean, you know, just anything she gets it. She, she, she already hustles. I mean, she loves going to yard sales and, and flipping stuff. She's a big Gary V fan. And so she watches Gary, she watches Gary V and, and how he flips stuff. And so she's interested in it. And, and, you know, she loves watching YouTube videos about kid entrepreneur type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she gets that concept. She's way smarter than I am book smart. She's way smarter than I am period. Um, so if I can instill that work ethic and that, 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 you know, mentality of, of just, just doing everything above and beyond what everyone else does. Mm-hmm. I think sh- she'll breeze by and be able to, to, to absolutely crush anything I've ever could or, or have accomplished. And, and that's, you know, as a parent, and I know I, you're the same way. And so as Trevor, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, I know 
it's cliche. Everyone says that we want our kids to. That's what makes it a cliche. It is, but I think it's a hundred percent true with us three, especially. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just telling her that it's work. I mean, the whole concept of this podcast today is put in the fucking work. It's not participation. It's not. It's work. Right. And somebody else is going to beat you out there because they're going to outwork you. And they're going to take your paycheck because you weren't willing to work hard enough to go get it. Yeah, she complains, why didn't I get the part in this player? Why why don't I play as much as this girl? Because she's better than you. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And she gets it. And it doesn't upset her. It, 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 It... lights that fucking fire in her where she understands it where there's a lot of parents out there that will try and cover that or 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 pat it for them a little bit and i and i not that i'm the best parent in the world but i just don't think that's the right way to do it no open door policy open Open door door policy just just got crazy even the neighbors come stumbling yeah with a, with an empty wine an empty, glass. Yeah, she's gonna. That's, that's the best part. That's yeah. amazing. Just, yeah, neighbor just rolled in, literally without knocking. Empty wine glass goes right for a half-empty wine bottle. That's all right. It's gonna take her five minutes to open it. Oh, she got it. Oh, take that back. You know what? She wow. worked hard for that. She did work hard for that. Way to work it. Yeah. it the going back, like it, just the problem that people have is where they literally tell, like, I had a kid when I was coaching football one time, and I. Timing couldn't have been better. He walks into a huddle at the very end of the game. We're coming down. And this is like, this goes back to your, uh, if you go back in a couple episodes to your breaking the clipboard moment. It was that age group, eight years old or something. And we're we're intense. We're trying to get into it. And this <laughs> this kid comes in and literally like a nice kid comes in there and uh, he's not on the field uh, necessarily, but he's, he's in the huddle because we're all, all right, it's the end of the game. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. This is the play we're going to call. And I'm like, you guys want to win? I'm like, you guys want to win? And I'm getting intense. Right. And literally this little eight-year-old squeaky voice kid goes, my mom says, oh, boy. if we have a good time, we're all winners. Yeah. Did you have a clipboard that you could break? I didn't have a clipboard. Um, I do recall very specifically that um, I said, that's not true. Uh, the winner is the one that scores more points. That's what makes it a game. Um, but we could talk about that later. And we went out and we won the game. But it, it was just one of those things. And I thought, that poor fucking bastard. Like, I literally worry to this day. And I won't mention names, but we went to high school with her mother, just so you know. Hmm. And uh, I, so I know I know the parents. And uh, I'm just like, you're fucking this kid over by making him think that if he has a good time, he's going to succeed because that doesn't work because you can go to your fucking job all you want Mm. and have the best time ever. And they are not going to pay you more. No, I've tried. So, uh, I can have a real good fucking time. That's not a good negotiation. You feed me enough whiskey. I'll have a great time. And I've never had someone pay me more money for that. So the fact of the matter is, is you have to teach them that, you know, this is this is the real world. This is what happens. We really do score more points. You win games, right? And you, you work harder. You get more pay and, and things like that. And that's, you know, and I, it's great because I get to see my niece learn that at a very early age. You know, I think she's even more adapt to it than my children are, unfortunately. Uh, she's probably got them beat at 10 years old, but I do think they see, I mean, even this, I mean, right now we're sitting here, it's almost nine o'clock at night. We all have jobs and other things we do, but we're real jobs. Not like this. Right. Right. This horse play, this this million dollar podcast that we have here, you know, but they see that we're putting, you know, we're putting in the time after hours. We don't need to be here doing this, but we're busting our ass and we're hustling for it. It's just, you know, I mean, it's a lead by example situation. Um, and then, you know, that's, that's what you got to show them that if you're going to, you know, if you work hard, shit happens, man. I mean, that's what well, that's it's all about. I mean, my boss gives me crap about so my sister, super hard work, and she's one of the partners at Davies Moore, mm-hmm. right? And one of the she's crazy hard worker. And I didn't really understand it until I started working there. And I was like, Oh, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no oh. wonder you run you run the show here. Wow, this is really impressive. But just seeing her working hard to put her just putting herself in position to go work hard. She would do that extremely well. And it's funny to, to have people recognize that where you're not just working hard. You're working hard to put yourself in a position to go work hard somewhere else. Right. And it's this 
constant. But you're gonna cycle. do it wherever you go. Like it, oh yeah, it, you know, and that's the same thing. We we just turned this into a sibling uh, rah rah session. Uh, we did podcast, but you know that's the one thing. Like Ian, Ian will I will give him all the credit in the world, and and everyone that knows him will say is. He, you could put, you'll drop him into another situation and he's going to come out fine because he's going to outwork those fucking people. Like he, he, you could put him into a situation where he may not understand it right now. He's going to figure it out and he's going to work outwork the other people. Right. And that's what she, like every job you're doing and, 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 you know, Ian and I have been business partners for a long time and, and we've done a lot of businesses together that honestly probably shouldn't have succeeded in some cases, like a curbing company when we didn't really look to see that there were other I remember Four, that. 400 other curbing companies in Boise. And we kicked the shit out of them. We fucked everybody up in town. In the first year we had it, we were booked solid. And it was, and everyone was wondering, you know, we, we've made those mistakes. We've been in different industries. And when you look back at it, we've been in so many different businesses and so many different industries. And we've learned from every single one of them because we can flip to the next one. And I, you know, you, you pivot, right? And that's going to be, that's a whole nother episode. That we the do. pivot? Little, yeah, a little precursor here but we do have an episode on pivoting because Not it's all pivoting, about different pivoting. different pivoting uh we are gonna you know that you have to be able to take what you learned like you know anything your sister's done or what you've done you've pivoted, pivoted. you went from radio dude you were in radio and kicking ass at radio you were the top of your game you had to pivot and take that same work ethic everything you learned from that go over and make success at David i Moore. pivoted and got absolutely leveled right yeah. leveled because I stepped into something that I was like, I'm going to be awesome. And then I was like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And it was, and the funny thing was anybody that knew me was like, dude, you'll be fine. How many times? You're going to be great. How many times sitting on a golf course did I tell you to fucking make that jump? You're going to be fine. Uh, 17. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Ian never told me which is the, which is the scariest part, right? Oh my god, making that jump, and that's why most people won't do it. And it, and it's anything, and that's why they don't make the phone call, they don't make the the, the sales call, they don't do whatever because they're scared of that rejection. Mm-hmm. And and that's the whole idea that whether it's the way you think about work, work could be getting told no five hundred times. People don't want to go that way. People don't want to put in the work to go lift weights every day so that they. Have the physique that they dream of. People I have this physique. Obviously, having to go to the one hundred percent. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't I think, that's, I think that's undeniable. <laughs> well, yes. Luckily, luckily, the video is only a headshot. Right. So your head looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Very skinny. Thanks. <laughs> but point point being is, it, it's it's the whole premise of your guys's podcast could be summed up in to be just to be putting in the work. You, no matter yeah. what you talk about, you can pivot, you can do all this stuff. It's all about action. It's all about putting in the work. And, and that's that's how it's you're going to be successful. And I'll, I'll go back, kind of circle this back around. The working smart versus working hard, I think, is it's it's misleading. Work smart and work hard. It's a the gray guy, area. The guy, well, but here's the thing. If you, if you dissect the most successful people in the world, they're not the guys that work smart. They're the guys that work smart and work their ass off. Right. It's it's a combination. You don't get to the top of your game without doing both. You have to find the efficiencies. You have to find the networking. Yeah, don't but waste the, time. But at the end of the day, yeah, put the processes in where you need to put the process. Put the operation stuff where you need to put the operational stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to put in more work than the other guy, the other guy's going to beat you. But, I mean, from when I was doing the radio thing, and I didn't really realize how much stuff I was doing because I just loved it. I just buried my head and go, 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 go. So I was doing some reporting thing on trying to figure out how much was being done. We had, a, we had two clusters of radio stations. We had one in Boise and then one down in Fresno. And so I was contacting the guy that did my position down there and asking him just his numbers of what he did. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's all you guys do? And it was shocking to see how much more work we were doing at the Boise market than Fresno. And then when I called and talked to some of the other local guys around the market, we were doing more radio production out of the cluster where I was at than the rest of the market put together. And which I was like, what? I had no idea of the, that, the idea of the hustle. But when I stepped into that position, like 12 years prior to that, I walked into the conference room and said, Hey, listen, I don't want to just run this production department. I want to be the shit when it comes to 
the best creative production that gets results. I want our production to be the best. I want people to seek us out for our great production. Because if you have great production and you do the right buy, it's going to work. Put in, and again, put in the hard work. Edit out the spaces. Edit out. Don't be sloppy. Don't, don't do the repeats. <laughs> don't yeah. do the re repeats. And if, and if you screw something up, admit it and go fix it. I mean, Grammar and I, we get along pretty good. But yeah. there's times where I would put something on the radio and I would have a, a teacher call me and they're like, you know, that's wrong, right? And I was like, what? And I would bring it, <laughs> bring the script back up and I'd look at it and be like, it is. So a callback to last episode mm -hmm. would be to take fucking ownership of what. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's part of it. The good and the bad. Yeah. And there's, there's a, I mean, there's a lot to be said about, but taking ownership of what does make it successful. What are the limitations? You know, the whole reason I was running all those numbers is because my boss was climbing up my backside on some stuff. And I'm like, well, wait backside, a second. Is that anything like your ass? It's a lot like my ass. I want to limit my cussing. Yeah. You're I don't want to just. You're the clean one. Right? I know. I don't want to yeah, just throw all that stuff one. out there. You're the clean one. I have like a, I have a bank Amen. and I have an allotment each day. If I blow that allotment, it screws me up. Well, anyway. So I was, I was doing all the numbers because he was criticizing me on some stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let's put it in context. We're out working. Anybody you can point at, we're out working them. And it's a better product. And you're bitching about it? Sure, do you your, guys weren't just lucky. Do your homework and go do a little bit of research before you start bitching. Because if I come back and go, oh, no, wait, actually, this is way better than you thought it was. You should give me a raise because I'm enjoying my job. <laughs> It didn't work. No, they don't do that. Anyway. No, I think that it's one of those things, too, being in sales. Like, I, Ian and I have talked about, like, I mean, again, we've been in a lot of businesses together. And I think you try to, when you're at a, a wholesale level and you're pushing a product down to people that you expect to go and sell stuff or you have employees that you expect to sell stuff. Right. The one thing that I made a note about, too, with this is, is people looking for, that I think ties in, they look for, uh, a product to even do the job for them, right? To make mm -hmm. it easier. I think you see it in marketing. I know Ian and I have dealt with it where I see we, it every day. Everyone, we, everyone wants like, to know what, what program I'm using, what web, right, who's right. building There's my website. Product. There's a product that makes it better. The right? CRM must be doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like fucking uh, people don't get it. Who's sending out your mailers? I am. Who's printing them? I am. You know what I mean? Like who's, who's hanging your door flyers? Who's knocking on doors? Who's calling your clients? I am. They don't get it. No. Everyone thinks that or, it's some automated system out there, and that's what they want to do. Or they want you to make an ad, right? Mm. Your commercial, as soon as that motherfucker hits the fucking airwaves, it better be people just banging their doors down, right? Because that's the way it works. That's you, just, way, yeah. you just buy something, and right. then everybody that's, just shows up. You don't actually have to do it, right? That's the way it works. Yeah. I, I, get, I sell, you know, I mean, I'm... I, manage a construction product for the Western U S and I will literally go and sign a, a distributor up and they will expect like, Oh, well I'm a distributor now. Are you going to just send me leads? Are people just going to come bang, just knock on my door and come buy the product? No fuck yeah. face. You need to get out there and you need to go sell the shit. Like I need a guy, like, here's what I'll do. I'll train you to go do it, right. but there's going to be work involved and you're going to actually go out and you're going to call people. Like, I mean, I, I had this conversation today where I, I should, we should do a podcast every day because I deal with fucking stupid shit every day, I think. But literally today. That's why you I had to this, do the idea that I told you of doing a five minute podcast daily. What, that, you, 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 you another could, good idea. Right see, there. I was saying we oh, we have so many good ideas. I need to do. I need to do it. Just we, yeah. I need to just shoot a. I need to convert Havoc Sales Instagram over, or just part of my Instagram just needs me ranting about some of this shit every day because I something comes up every day. So here's I'm gonna highlight this right now, right? Mm -hmm. So him chiding you, mm -hmm. you should you should do that. You chiding me, we should do that. And that circle of we should do that, we should do that. And guess what it takes. Work and time, yeah, and execution. Yeah, ideas are shit. Execution is everything. Oh yeah, but if you don't, if you don't do it, how many, how many months did you knock on my door to try and get us to start doing this? How many months in a year? At least twelve. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say probably more than that. Unless it's a leap year, I think right. I don't even know. I don't know. I didn't do. I didn't come here to do any fucking math. It was. Well, don't ask. But him. it's a lot. He barely survived school. Right. Barely, and especially math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Square root of your butt. Whatever. Right. Yeah. So I, I yeah, and, and that's what it is, right? You got to push them to execute. You got to push them to do it. I mean, we we have to do, we fight to get these episodes done, right? I mean, it's well, just it's, it's a lot of scheduling and time and things you got to do. So it's a lot of procrastination on my end, right? I blame you. I'm for very everything. good at that. Absolutely, but yeah, you got to be good at something. 
Well, but uh, I think that the, you know that's that's what everybody looks at is everyone's looking for a free ride, right? Doesn't exist, dude. There's no easy road, none. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna just walk in. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to just like maybe be born rich or have somebody just die and hand you a bunch of money or something like that. Maybe that shit does happen. I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe sure. there's an easy road like that. Maybe there is. Okay, I, I'm gonna rule most of that shit out. The rest of us in the real world, there's everyone's looking for a free ride. Everybody's looking for a silver bullet. Everybody's looking for a pill they can take to make them skinny or to make you know whatever they're trying to do. It doesn't exist. You just need to stop. I guess that's what we're trying to tell everybody, right? Stop fucking trying to be lucky. Stop trying to find the magic bullet. Stop trying to find the one thing. Get to work. And get just get to work, dude. Put your fucking nose down and figure your shit out. And, you know, come up with the, what you're going to do, man. And execute it. Be the solution. So I'll give you... <laughs> that's what your arm says. We work on that every episode. Uh, be every the episode. So this is a success story from uh, Davies Moore recently. So one of our clients... Uh, the Idaho Press, formerly Idaho Press Tribune. Oh, yeah. They came to us and said, hey, here's what we want to do. We want to increase our newspaper readership. We're looking for more subscribers. To which, me personally, I was like, you know it's 2018, right? Right. The newspaper? You want to increase? Okay. So what we did is we picked it apart. What are Who's the audience? Who's... Who is the strategic smart move on this? How do you get them motivated? How do you how do you position this? So we did a bunch of strategy. We did a bunch of great creative, and it all got executed really, really well. And we worked for it, right? The results are like a 25% increase in their subscribership. Nice. That's the paper. Yeah. A rebrand, Idaho Press, a new logo, a new look, all these different little things of and, and my hat goes honestly out to those guys for reaching out and saying, hey, look, we want to do this and we're going to seek out some expertise. And, and somebody that's not too far in, they can look at it objectively from the outside and give us some really good feedback. That we may not want to hear. Yeah, you may not want to hear your baby's ugly right. or old and you need to redo it. But they, to their credit, they listened and they took a bunch of our recommendations and but again, it goes back to the beginning of that. If you don't do your discovery, if you don't do your due diligence on the front end of that, your strategy is not as strong. Your, your execution is not going to be as strong because your strategy sucks. And the creative, it's not going to be informed by great strategy because you didn't do it in the first place. Right. The, the front end of that stuff is super important. Then you got to go work your ass off on the creative, do a great job with that, and make sure it runs in the right spot. But do the work. I agree 100%. And I think that's a, another... I'm looking at the clock here, seeing we're we're getting towards the end. 30, 38. There's one. That's what I see. So I think there's one thing too. I kind of want to. I'm going to pivot oh. as we spoke of earlier, and I know that Ian can speak on this too because we both follow. And I've mentioned Andrew Frizella. He's mm-hmm. the MFC. He's the motherfucking CEO. Uh, great podcast that we both follow, and that's something that he talks about. But I watched. Uh, you know, he had a video slash podcast. His thing he was doing the other day that that picked up on Instagram, and I thought it kind of paralleled this in a way where he says basically that it's not about staying motivated uh it's how you get motivated you know everybody says well how do you stay motivated how did you see this one where he was talking to you mm-hmm. he's doing how you stay motivated he's like look motherfucker it's not about staying motivated it's it's like when you're not motivated how do you go and do shit and how do you execute when you're not motivated but that's boy pants the real on. that's the fucking, literally that's, that's pretty much secret, what he right? said pretty much that's what he says and i <laughs> yeah. mean I say it a lot nicer than he does, you know, and it's like he he literally brings it to, I mean, it right in your face where he's like, look, motherfucker, it's the guy. It's not about going to the gym when you're fucking one in the afternoon and you're feeling pumped. You got nothing else to do. It's the when you've got the flu and you feel like dog shit and it's six in the morning or five in the morning and you got to get up and go to the gym and work out. That's the impressive shit. How do you do that? And I think that to me is a huge thing in business, right? Like, I mean, I know. For me personally, I mean, just being 100% honest, there's times where like, ah, I'm fucking having a really good month. I'm doing really good. I don't really need to make these extra calls. I really honestly, mm-hmm. I'm killing it. And I think that's where you you have to, like the real question is, mm-hmm. are you going to work harder when you don't have to work harder? I mean, it's it, you know, it goes beyond the whole work harder thing. Like, will you actually execute and work harder? When you don't have to, when the check is big enough for you, when the sales are big enough for you, I mean, where where do you work hard? But I think so. This is my philosophy on this. 
I think there's a lot of this that's hardwired into your DNA. Because there are dudes that just will never, ever be that guy. There are guys like you do, do you, Jody, do you think it's DNA or do you think it's upbringing? I, I think it's a combination of both. So you can look at oldest, you can look at middle kids, you can look at youngest, but you can look at, at their different qualities and what do their parents do with those qualities? So I think, it's, I think the answer is yes on both ends of it, but it's really interesting. I mean, I've always been just fearless on stuff for the most part. Oh, mm-hmm. go do that. I'll be your friend. But my sister from kind of like your daughter mm-hmm. was always looking like, when can I go get a job? And it's really interesting. Like I look at my two or my three kids, my two older ones, Jalen, she's the 13 year old. She's a hard worker and she gets it. And she's, she wants to go work at McDonald's tomorrow. And I'm like, you can't, you're 13. That's Ava. Literally. Yeah. She, she yeah. goes to the book. She goes to Gavin's football games and she asks why we're there. If they would let her go work in the booth. <laughs> yes. Logan, my son, other end of the spectrum where he's like, Fortnite's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I try and drill it into him. I'm like, dude, how'd you get to be so good at it? He's a freak. He's so good. And but don't, I'm like, don't knock it. Cause it's, those kids now are making millions playing that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. So here's the thing. And I tell him that, look, that's awesome. I'm not going to poo poo on that, but guess what? The real world, what's the percentage of the kids that are going to go play and they're going to have a YouTube channel that, I mean, you're going to be in fist fight you in a minute, by the way. Are you a Fortnite fan? I don't even know what Fortnite is. No, he doesn't. But he knows the, the whole Gary V concept behind. It's like, well, I don't even think it's the Gary V concept. I just, just think no, I, being good at something. I think essentially, it, it, yeah. I think it's just ha- nurturing that whatever they're interested in. They're passionate instead about. of because I think we've all experienced. Oh. I'm sure I don't know about your upbringing, but I'm sure your parents pushed I was you beaten a lot. Oh, yeah, I doubt it. But push. I, I'm sure your parents pushed you into shit you didn't want to do, and as an adult, you resent it, and you might not think about it, but sub, subconsciously. In life, you still revert to that time when you were a kid and your parents pushed you to do that thing. Yeah. And I do it with Ava. I mean, we all do it as parents. Because you have and, a different perspective. Well, no, no, no. I, yeah. I'll push her and I'll be like, shit, I shouldn't have. You know what I mean? But there is, as a parent, you're like, what the fuck? Why are you playing Fortnite so much? Because he loves it. Right. But at the same point, you're like, he's a fucking kid. He, you, you know what? I, I have the computer for him. Hey, if you want to do a YouTube channel, then let's do it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, where you that's, push him into that's Twitch. How you, that's, yeah. that's get him a Twitch it. channel. Get yeah. him a Twitch channel. Yeah, if you want to do it, then let's do it right. Exactly. No, that, that's so what you do. I'm with that. He'll do stuff like Jalen. She'll do stuff on musically. She'll do. She's super talented. Right. And it's like, hey, go do it. Go write some music. Let's. How can we? Right. How, but it, how do you how do yeah. you turn it in? So, and, and I guess that's the biggest thing is like with what Ian and I follow a lot with like Gary V is is they'll say things like, you know, those guys. All that matters is is that he's really good at it, right? And he's passionate he's, about it. He's like really he works good at it. on it, right? But here's the lesson. That's a work ethic thing too. That's even the lesson. Even though it's fucking Fortnite, it's time it's units, a, right? He knows it, right? Like and Minecraft. Minecraft was before the Fortnite thing, right? I mean, they're oh. they're literally. It'll be interesting to see when these kids grow up. But there's literally studies that people believe firmly that some of these fucking kids are going to be engineers eventually. Oh yeah. I have learned no doubt. From, from Minecraft because they got the bug from Minecraft, oh, right? I 100% believe You know, it. I don't think it's all just about, you know, crazy game shit. I think that, I think that it's all about basically saying, you know, I don't agree with uh, a parent coming out and be like, yeah, you're going to be a rock star. So fuck math. You yeah, don't need to I know. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's realistic. Right? right. But I think what is realistic is like, you know what? Do your math, and then I will help you yep. with your fucking guitar, and you can, and and, and it's going to be something, right? Because I would rather somebody, I would rather my kids, and I tell them this all the time, I would rather my kids go out and make, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year doing something they absolutely love than going and making two hundred thousand dollars a year doing something they hate. fucking hate. Yeah. Because I don't do it, and, and you know, I've said this in previous podcasts. I spend all day at my, you know, or not all day when I'm home and I'm at my office. I look across my wall in my office says, do shit you love, right? <laughs> I look at it, I mean, and it means everything. Like, I literally tell people all the time. I tell tons of people that they should actually do. You should do what, what you love. love. Figure out what you want to do. And There's a way it. to make money doing it, right? You, well, you and have here's to the thing. It. If you get to be the best at what you do, the money follows. Fuck yeah. If you're good, Every if you're time. good. The, the, key, the key is get to be the best. Yeah. Right. So so, so many people like they'll hear that shit, they'll get motivated and they're fucking going to go out and they're going to dominate it. And then all of a sudden they get punched in the mouth, like Mike Tyson said, and they had a plan and it fucking goes out the door. <laughs> then what? And then they're like, I knew I shouldn't have taken that chance. Everybody has a plan. Put that on exactly. camera. Yeah, exactly. Is that on? That's on. 
It's on. You're good. Yeah, exactly. So until you get so, punched in the face. So everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Well, but, we're all badasses until someone fucking punches you in the mouth, and then that, all of a sudden you got to figure shit out. That and I'll just like we're go out sideways here. That's one of the issues with our society right now. Is nobody wants to get punched in their face. Fuck no. The reality is life Don't is going to punch me in the face. I'll sue you. Life is going to punch you in the face. Repeatedly. Whether you want it or not. Daily. Yeah. If you're fucking doing it right, daily. Yeah. Yeah. Get, the, get back it's, up. It's the whole I got hit by a train and I looked up and thought and I saw the light and didn't realize it was just another fucking train. That's life, motherfucker. That's what's gonna happen. You're gonna get fucking punched in the face. And you gotta start to love it, right? I mean, you gotta start to like it. The the guy, you know, I mean, when you're eating leather, you gotta actually like that to get back in the ring and do it again. Yeah, I don't like getting punched in the face. You, well, it's I don't know. It's it's there's not a by, rush in it, right? There's not, a rush in it. It's there fun. is. It makes so, my teeth hurt. But you've gotta you've gotta like that a little bit. Like you have to like that and that's part of the work ethic that's part of working hard is you have to because if you if you're only in it for the fucking victory and raising your hand at the end of the fucking deal and getting a belt you're it's never gonna work man it doesn't work like you can't again that's the whole like what if you're born into that if you win the lottery if something happened but in the work world you have to sit get in the ring every morning get punched in the face and eventually you'll get to raise your hand and you'll get a belt that's it period and then you get to start over. And then exactly, then you start back over. <laughs> and, and then, get, and then it's tomorrow. And then right? tomorrow happens. So and then it's <laughs> Tuesday. One of the things that when I was coaching that I would always hammer into the kids, and this was something that I really, really hope, and I was very intentional about it. I wanted to grind it into them. I wanted them to be able to do an impression of me doing this ten right. years from now. Good play, bad play does not matter. Next, because there's gonna be a next. And you get up and you just figure it out. Learn from it, grow from it, do something, but next. And it was interesting to see these 11, 12-year-old boys that were starting to kind of get that. Because I'd always weave that stuff of real life into it. Hey, guys, real life's hard. And when you get, again, it goes back to that same thing. When you get intercepted as a quarterback, next. Learn from it. Don't throw into double coverage. Set your feet. Quit right. throwing like that. I mean, there's basic stuff, but again, doing the work, figure out the the things that put you in a position to make a poor play for our football analogy, for a business analogy, the partners that may not have been a great partner choice yeah. or whatever it happens to be. I mean, it can be a hundred different things, but learn from that, grow from it next. And then again, get your shovel out, go back to work. Yeah. That kind of goes down to the whole. Like I said, I, I and we'll like I said, we'll go into it deeper with the pivot thing. But this is pivoting. You you always have a you always have the knowledge from the previous thing. You plant your foot, you move to another one, and you you move over. And I think that you know you move to the next thing. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think we and and we're in an amazing time mm. right now. Like I, Ian and I talk about this all the time. Like this is we are no longer in the days of of getting a job at the steel mill and and being mm -hmm. there for 50 fucking years and retiring we are now in a in a day where you are learning from every job you do and then you're taking the knowledge from that job and you're moving to another one and and if it, i mean semi sidetrack here but like technology world i don't really know i haven't been in technology but i have friends that are in technology right there's a lot of problem in that where if you stay uh in a in a brand if you will mm -hmm. so with a company uh so say you're at a huge company that's super successful you make lots of money and they they're they rhyme with moogle mm -hmm. you can actually be there for too long like where, where you where you see somebody i know somebody that works for them <laughs> and they literally this. can be at a in a situation where you're like that guy's fucking killing it like he's making three four hundred thousand dollars a year he's living the big life in the bay area he's rocking it right he's shitting right now because he's five years in and at five years you become devalued mm. that's the world we're living in now yeah. where all of a sudden if you're there too long you're stagnant so i think the biggest thing for i think for a lot of people need to understand is it's okay to make that move right like it's it's actually accepted in a lot of cases where mm -hmm. you know you need to take what you learned there and move it to another startup or another business or another completely different industry mm -hmm. i mean ian's i mean how many i mean you think of the different industries like you've last, been in last and you five years made and, it many, work in each and one. many more to come five years last five years <laughs> just get started well what have you done last five years just mostly real estate and a gym 
just real estate and just a gym. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it I, I sh- you know, I should have 15 things going at one time in my mind. But think it, See, that's I'm bullshit. Different. See, and here's what's funny. He's not even thinking about the no. fact that you're literally like making, I mean, you go on eBay and flip things, right? So so here's here's how this works. And and I his mind, because I, I know, he's my mm-hmm. brother, I know, his mind works in a way where he's, and I do the same thing. He's not even thinking about a lot of the shit he does that to other people is a job. Yeah. He's making as much flipping shit on eBay with his daughter who's 10 for fun <laughs> as a lot of people make the in the entire year like i mean he's making an annual salary doing something that he just forgot about to teach Ava to teach her how to do stuff right. he goes online and he finds these online auctions and he buys stuff weird shit yeah. i'm talking like fucking you know, x-ray machine fucking cords or some funky ass bullshit. Somebody monkey, needs them. Monkey shit shovels. And he, he flips them and he, and he's making thousands of dollars a month, which is more than a lot of people make mm-hmm. in their job every day. And he's making that on the side and he just forgot he does it. He forgot that he's been in the, you know, he's in the, been in the utility industry and worked with underground utilities was, and stuff that he learned. That. Like, yeah. the, you know, I remember I, that he learned a whole ago. industry that's like, you know, makes bazillions of dollars. He learned a ton of stuff from that. Like, you know, I mean, there was a ton of business sense that he got out of that. Like, I mean, you look at this stuff, but again, that's the way, and everyone needs to get to that point, but that's the way his mind works, right? He's not even thinking about that as work because it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I did do that. I forgot about that. That's what people need to be doing. I mean, that that's what people need to do. That's hustle. That's, but the question that I have is, how do you grow that? If that's not naturally... In his bloodstream, he's wired that way. Right. Right. If that's not part of your wiring, how do you infuse that wire into how you do your day? Super easy. You're not wired to figure out how to go get food, but if you're fucking hungry enough, you'll figure out how to get food. So, so you hit it right there. You, you got you to be hungry for it. You got to like look at something and say, you know, I'm fucking tired of being hungry. But to a point. Because I, I had a guy in my office just the other day came into my office and he's grown man, fifty something years old, going through a divorce, two kids, living in an abandoned house. This is no shit. Living in an abandoned house, in tears in my office, asking me what I would do, how I could if I was him, mm. what I what he should do. I gave him an hour long spiel of like literally put it out for him of what he needs to do to be able to sell a couple houses so that he could get some money to get by. I mean, we're talking, when you sell a couple houses, that's dollars yeah. $30,000. So, I mean, this is going to be good to get him on his feet. And he's absolutely, I appreciate it. And he's, you know, super appreciative at the time, hugging me and all this shit. He hasn't done one thing I told him to do. This guy's living in an abandoned house, losing his kids, damn near at the end of his rope. Mm-hmm. And he won't go do the work. So at a certain point, yeah, you have to be hungry, but you also have to be willing. It, again, dude, it he's not hungry. You. He's fucking saying he's hungry. He's not fucking hungry. He, well, well, he's literally fucking hungry, but he does no, not you die when you're hungry. When you starve, right. you die. And that's and what, he's not to death yet. Listen, just he's because you're on a yet. cleanse. You get I'm all angry up, as fuck right now. I have upset. not eaten a solid piece of food for two fucking days. If I had like a chicken I, strip. I have made it so good through what this. what he'd do for a chicken leg right oh, now? I would fuck up a chicken leg. <laughs> I seriously, you guys want a good video? Throw me a chicken leg right now. I will fucking, no, don't do that. Because I'm I on my cleanse. It. I got, what are we doing? I got uh, just a few more hours here. But I've made it very good. I'm uh, I'm 54 minutes into this thing. And I mm-hmm. literally haven't threatened to kill anybody. Which I thought I'm actually would. really impressed with that. I've it's a lot of hard work. Nothing but liquids for That's a two lot days. Of, of he, hard work. He's putting in the work. Yes. Yes. It is. Uh, yeah. You, it better you work. inspired and if I me. If I don't get skinny as fuck after this, it happen, it'll happen tomorrow. Okay. Okay. You're gonna wake up at a, like 195 pounds tomorrow. Be just Silver like bullet. Be just Silver like, bullet. Just that easy. Just like ninth grade again. Just mm-hmm. that easy. I love ninth grade. He's great. Man, I weighed 100 pounds in ninth grade. I believe it. Like I picked you up and carried you around in ninth grade. You probably did. In a papoose. Papoose. I did look cute in a papoose, though. (laughs) Anyway. So, we pretty much solved some problems in the world today. Pretty sure. Moral of the story. Somebody's calling us. Somebody's calling. Who is it? Somebody's calling you. Ava's 
Ava, it's oh. your daughter. Yep. Okay. Moral of the she, story? She was so pissed that she couldn't come to this. Uh, oh, she was livid. She said she could come. She I, I just told fine. her she had to sit over there and be quiet, just she, like the she was creepy neighbor happy. that can't shame and sh- showed up and was drinking wine over on the couch. She's eyeballing We do have... No, no, no. It is our she, first she live studio to... audience. It so. is. So we have our first guest tonight. We have our first live studio audience. We got it. Hold on a second. I'm going to take your camera. Okay. There. Live. Yep. Live. Hey, there it is right there. Live studio audience. And by live studio audience, I mean a neighbor with a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I don't know if I'd call it a problem. No. She's very good at it. Yeah, no, she's not a problem. She she puts in the work. Yeah, she does. She put in the work. She you know walked what? all the way over here from her house. You got to be good at something. Yep. So, all right. So, wrapping up. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story is put in the work. Yeah, make you're your not, own fucking luck, dude. You're not gonna get where you want to get happen, without man. the work. It ain't gonna happen. Sorry, bear bad tidings here. Any other uh, life wisdom you wanted to part with us? No, I, I, I nothing. I, I, well, I put in the fucking work. I mean, that's it. We already said that. You have to come up with something new, or you could just rebrand it. Like, put in the fucking work. Oh, See, oh! If you put it that way, yeah. That's he said it thing. different. He he turned and moved his head like mm-hmm. this when he said it. Put in the work. Yeah, but it's right. W and E C. Right. I got it. All right. All right. I think we're done. We're done. I we're guess done. we got to look. This is where we give the little shout out to what we got coming up in episode five. Episode five is. Are we doing pivoting? We could. I'm, I've got a. Floor what do you got? Here. I've got social media. We're going to get into social media a little bit. Oh, social media. This is going to be a lot on you, bud. You're going to be carrying, this is going to be you on a backpack trying to carry this whole deal because this is your gig, man. This is going to be. But we're going to talk about basically, I want to get into uh, my aspect of the social media thing is going to be talking to people that aren't involved in social media that for some reason think that the shit's not happening and it's just going to go away. It's a fad. So. Um, that, and I think you'll have some interesting takes on it from a Davies Moore side of it because you're seeing a, you know, I mean, you do this for a living and you're seeing that from an advertising standpoint, what, what an agency's having to do. I with will tell media. you this right now. The amount of stuff I don't know is staggering. Right. The, I mean, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much out there, but again, it's seeking out the expertise of, of that's People that we that's might, what they do. We might be able to pull in, might be able to pull in a guest on this one too. I think. They're, oh man, social media is big. Because I think we're, we do have uh, Gary somebody. V? You're going to pull in I'm, Gary I'm, V. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to give old GV a call and see if I can get him. You got anything going? Speak, I, speaking of Gary V, mm-hmm. Ava at nine years old got a shout out from Gary V, and he texted me a picture of him waving, saying, "Hey, Ava." He did, yeah. Because wow. she she on her own made a banner that says. I hustle like I'm Gary V and posted it on the wall in her writing and took a picture. And then she asked me to send it to him. I sent it to him and he sent me back he's a on picture. He's like a private plane, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's on, on a, a plane. plane waving and he says, what's up, Ava? Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. So she does hustle. That, you know what that sounds like to me? Sweet. Retirement. Yeah. She, yeah she's going to pay the way. She's going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to get hold. I might get hold of uh, Lindsay Webb saying. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's actually just gone from, uh, we've been working on her uh, fitness deal. She would be a good one. Because she's gone she, from 300 recently. to 6,000 followers. Now, I think she's getting close to 6,500 followers now. And I mean, it's been interesting That's for awesome. her. She's hustling her ass off. She's doing videos every day, photos every day. Anyway, it's been pretty interesting. So maybe what I'll do is by next week, uh, next when we get together. Let's, she would be really good. Okay, let's try yep. to get her on. So there we go. I'm already setting it up, and I haven't even actually booked the guest yet. But we'll do social media next week, and we will do uh, – we're going to try to get Lindsay Webb Saner of Lindsay Saner Fitness uh, on. Way to be the solution. At Lindsay Saner Fitness on Instagram. Check her out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think we're good to go, man. All right. This was an hour long. I know. We nailed it. Okay. I, I mean, say that. I don't care. You guys said 30 minutes long. I would have said we nailed it. Doesn't matter. Nailed it. Got it. Hey, by the way, could you do me one favor? Mm-hmm. Every episode you've done a, a Sam Elliott Elli voice. Will you just maybe send this out on a Sam Elliott voice? Hey, Mio, this is the end. I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. <laughs>